Welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated Living. We're a podcast all about Jesus, ministry, and the things that keep us going. I'm Kyle. And I'm Rob. And how are you doing, man? I'm good. It's Thanksgiving week, one of the best times of the year. My favorite holiday. Your favorite holiday. Yeah. My favorite American holiday. How's that? <laughs> okay. Favorite American holiday. My favorite holiday is Easter. Yeah. Easter's a good That's... holiday, but I think if we ever did a draft on holidays... Christmas would probably be one. I would at least take it number one. I love Thanksgiving, but just to say that you had Christmas, hey, I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. So anyway, we're not here to talk about all the different Thanksgiving holidays, uh, Thanksgiving holidays, all the holidays. We're here to talk about Thanksgiving specifically. So any plans for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we're we're not doing much at all this year. I think my one family, we're doing a zoom thanksgiving hey there you go so it's gonna be weird it's gonna be different we're not gonna eat or do anything like that we are doing a trivia so just hanging out just having some fun making sure we're staying connected but other than that we're pretty much staying at home this year yeah we're we're gonna see some family but yeah it's gonna be different it's different for everybody this year you cooking a turkey this year no you're not cooking a turkey you've been cooking a lot of turkeys lately you're not doing it on the day Exper- that counts. Experimental, yes. Experimental. I know, but like this is the ultimate cook a turkey day, and you're not you're not doing it. Well, that's because my father-in-law makes his famous uh, Cajun turkey. Ah. Uh, so trust me, nobody wants to eat my turkey compared to that one of years of experience. Okay. Speaking of which, I don't know if you've ever had you've had a deep fried turkey, like, mm-hmm. and you've got like that oilless fryer. Yep. But have you ever had a deep fried turkey? covered in mustard it sounds it sounds really weird but it's amazing like it that's what my stepdad used to make all the time and it was so good like it's deep fried and then covered in mustard no 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 no, or, no, you, no. or you you cover it in mustard you, you cover the base in mustard then you deep fry dip it in peanut oil so i mean that's almost like cooking barbecue like a boston butt or covered, ribs yeah yeah I, that, that's how i cook my barbecue anyway yeah I, I, I smother it with mustard. Really? Has has the I put olive oil, mustard. Like yellow mustard. Mm-hmm. And then and then you season it. Man, I'm really hungry. <laughs> I'm, well, you haven't had lunch yet. So. Yeah, I'm really hungry. So anyway, with all that, so I know y'all didn't to uh, nobody's listening to talk about our Thanksgiving meals and our, we should do our an appetites. episode. We should do an episode on our favorite things to cook. Or do a caffeinated living cook-off. <laughs> a caffeinated living cook-off? What, what, You'd what have to that... do a video. You couldn't do audio for that. But Yeah, because what would that entail? Like, you ever seen uh, Chopped? You ever seen the cooking show Chopped where they have, like, a, a secret ingredient you have to put in it? So, like, I've seen cotton candy has to be used, sardines has to be used. We should do that where we have to draw out of a hat what secret ingredient and then present it to our wives or other pastors or something <laughs> just for fun but the only thing about that i pride myself in my cooking yeah which i guess that would make you a good cook exactly you hide the ingredients you and can, they can't taste it exactly i'm pretty sure a sardine though man that would be yeah that one would be rough yeah that one would be rough cotton, nope. can, cotton candy you could put like mashed potatoes or something just kind of like melt it down yeah to, melt it down in sugary form so that would be interesting maybe a spring edition or something that yeah. would be 
So if you are hungry, hang around to the end of our episode <laughs> because we're going to do our Thanksgiving draft. I think it's going to be a hard dra- It's a good hard because some of these things are worth fighting for. They are. So <laughs> you might have a fork come stab you in the hand if you... And you, you might be surprised by my first pick. Actually, you probably wouldn't, but... No, I, I've got a number one and... Yo, I I got my number one. I'm I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Yeah. I can't can't let this one slip away of all things. I think I get first pick because you had first pick in Star Wars. That's that's fair. All right. All right. That's fair. So stick around for that at the end of the episode today. But today, man, what are we talking about? Real quick, we just want to... We probably shouldn't talk about this because apparently we did jinx it the last time. But, (laughs) dude, I'm like on the hot seat right now. I don't know. Um well, technically, so Lib- we didn't. Liberty played NC State this past weekend. Yeah. Or last weekend. Didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. We ended up losing by one. One point. 15 to 14. The game was a little ugly. Yeah. It was a little ugly. We blew some opportunities to win that game. Oh, yeah. But this is what I'm aggravated about. The Sunday afternoon, college football polls come out. And they drop Liberty out of the top 25. Yeah. I'm just thinking that's a bunch of horse crap. And I said it. I went there. I'm sorry. I know this is a podcast about Jesus. We're but I went a, there. We're getting a mini rant here. Well, you you lose by one point. You lose by one point. but To a Power 5 school. But their strength of schedule is like in the 140. Who, State or Liberty? Liberties. Like, I get... I get the whole thing. Like we've played three ACC teams. We've none of them have been ranked. Like if you have all these schools that are playing each other, not many of these schools are going outside of conference. Like ACC gets like one game outside of conference, so they're playing everybody. You're playing your Clemson's, your Notre Dame's. SEC is staying in conference. So I get it. I understand. Liberty had to win. They did. They, they, they had no choice. Yeah. They had no choice. But that's still wrong. You're right. 21 and you drop out completely because you lose by one, two. I know. I'm just, I'm bitter about it. There's definitely okay. politics involved. Like, Clemson should have dropped so much further than they did, even though they lost to, like, a number four team. But and you have then, a loss, and then they still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. But here's my other beef with it. Yeah. You get the... Big Ten, mm-hmm. who were a bunch of candy butts who didn't want to play at the beginning of the season. <laughs> and then, oh, we're losing millions of dollars, so let's go jump in on the football scene. <laughs> yeah. We're stinking 1-0, and 2-0, and and we're in the top ten. Yeah. Just because of the stupid name on your jersey. But anyway. It's so weird because, yes. like, you got teams like Cincinnati and BYU who are undefeated. And in order to make the playoffs, what they're talking about is they're going to have to schedule each other at some point. That's how weird this whole season is, is at the end, in the middle of your season, you can randomly schedule a game just so you can try to make the playoffs. To me, that's a bunch of fooey. Like, how in the world are we going to just allow that to happen? But that's probably what's going to end up happening. I, I know. Cincinnati and BYU are probably going to have to face each other to make the playoffs, which I'm rooting for both those teams. I hope one of them makes it. hope one of them makes it a national championship. That'd be awesome. Cincinnati, I like them. They're, they got a good team this year. Yeah. Not going to root team. for BYU. <laughs> Their quarterback's fun, man. He's like a Johnny Manziel. I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. I, man, I 
hoped so badly that Liberty would get added to BYU's schedule. Because Dr. Falwell, that was his big thing. Well, we did last year. We played BYU last yeah, year? at BYU. That's right. Because remember a, two years ago, you and I went to Auburn. Yeah. And then we joked and said, hey, we need to get our airplane tickets to go to BYU. Go to Utah. Yeah, that, that's a little far-fetched. Well, it was wild because at one point in the season, the only really undefeated teams, the big undefeated teams were BYU, Liberty, and Notre Dame. And Alabama. So you, well, but you had the Baptists, the Catholics, oh. and the Mormons all <laughs> all were undefeated. That was cool. I mean, that was really cool. Yeah. So, and then, of course, the one time I've ever pulled for Appalachian State in my whole entire life. <laughs> and they let me down. They blow it. They let me down. So, but anyway, it's all right. Liberty will end on a good, on a good note because we end up playing Coastal Carolina at Coastal. Yeah. Which you're going to that game, right? We are. We got tickets. Awesome. I'm excited for that. You get to see the ugliest but field in America. But here's the thing, though. Losing the state had so many ramifications. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, going into the Coastal game, had they got stayed stayed undefeated, remained ranked, you're looking at a possible top 25 matchup mm-hmm. with two small schools, so to speak, compared to other conferences. Man, you could have had college game day there. Oh, I know. You could have had college game day there. I was like ready to take the shirt off and like put LU, you know, <laughs> woo! But anyway... Yes, I just went there. Sorry, honey, if you're listening to this, you, you can kill me later. So, but yes, that, that's that's enough about Liberty football and college football politics on my end. Unless you have something you want to close with that on. No, I'm just excited for college basketball. Uh, college basketball is my favorite sport of all time. Um, so I'm I'm ready for that to be here. And who knows what that's going to look like this year? Yeah. So the Jeez. Maui, the big Maui tournament that they do in Hawaii every year. You know where it is this year? They moved it to Asheville, North Carolina. Now, they're not selling tickets. Carolina's playing in it. They're not selling tickets, but it's going to be weird, too. The whole college basketball season is going to be weird. You go from Maui. You go from Maui to Asheville. North Carolina. Who decided that? To me, the more secluded place is where? Hawaii. That's funny. I mean. But you got airfare that way, though. They're still calling it the Maui Invitational. (laughs) Teach his own. Yeah. Teach his own. So I, I will say, though, speaking of football, uh, just real quick, if being in a church for 14 years, uh, one of the quote-unquote, I'm giving you air quotes there, traditions that we have continued here is our youth turkey bowl. Mm. So 11, 11 years yeah. we, we have done this. That's cool. That there was history made this past weekend. It, it was it, it was a little sad, actually. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm excited. So what was the outcome? What happened? So the way we do it, we always do a turkey bowl with our youth. We always do girls versus guys. Right. Um, I don't say you have to have a certain number on the field. We just let everybody play. I mean, we're, we're smaller anyway. We can do that. But for the first time in... 11 years, the girls won. Oh, this is their first time. Their first time. Oh, I didn't realize that. Their first time. So this is like, this would be like if Liberty ever played Notre Dame. That's kind of like what that would be like. Or the Red Sox breaking the curse. 
or the Red Sox breaking the curse. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was, it, but it was a well-earned win by them. I have Girls, if you're listening to this, I, ha- I have to give you a shout-out for it because you earned it. <laughs> with the boys leading by two touchdowns with five minutes to go, you battled back, forced overtime, won in sudden death, and you left us sitting here scratching our head like, what just happened? Wait, <laughs> what? What? But no, it, it was probably one of the best games we've ever had. Some would say that you lost the game for the boys. That's possible. It could have been rigged. You never know. <laughs> oh, oh. It could have little... been rigged. You never know. <laughs> All I can say is... A little is collusion here. I cannot kick a football or punt a football. I can punt a kickball or a soccer ball. Yeah. But I can't punt a football, and that, that, that cost us the game. So, it is what it is. So, but anyway, just... Uh, and you have your turkey bowl coming up. Yeah, we always do ours on Black Friday. So, the morning of Black Friday, we always do it. And we do it a little bit different. So when I was in youth group, we did boys versus girls, but we do it flamingo style where the boys are playing the girls, but the guys have to play on one leg so they can Ooh. hop on one leg the whole time, except for the quarterback. The quarterback can play on two legs, but it makes for an interesting, since I've been at the church now, the girls have won two to one. It, all three games have been in overtime. They've all ended in overtime. So this year, the girls are talking smack. They're thinking that they're going to take their lead even larger. The guys won last year for the first time, but it's super even when you do it that way. I mean, it's just, it's cool. But I always play quarterback on the team that has the least amount of people, so. Yeah, see, now we've done that a little differently too. Like we've had one of our pastors would quarterback the boys' team and our quarterback the girls' team, or we have a parent that quarterbacks for both, or sometimes, you know, we we have it like that a little bit, so. It's a serious thing. The turkey bowl is a big deal. It is. I had one of our youth tell me that next year we need to get a real turkey. <laughs> Play with a real turkey? I'm like, yeah. not sure how that would turn out. Maybe a turkey leg. <laughs> That'd be funny. I've always thought it'd be hilarious to do, you know, the big Gatorade bath? You know a big Gatorade bath after you win? Do a big gravy bath. Just dump, like, cold gravy on whoever wins or whoever loses, depending on how you look at it. You still it. have time to get yours together. <laughs> yeah. So you could do it. Yeah. So if you're in college youth group and you're listening to this, be prepared if you do win this weekend. That Leftover you, you... gravy, save it for the turkey bowl. <laughs> And uh, leave it out. Don't don't refrigerate it. Leave it out so it gets all congealed and jello Just make sure they close their mouths so nobody ingests. <laughs> you don't want to make people sick after Thanksgiving. Mm. So, yes, that, that, another thing we did different this year, too. I, well, I won't say different. I've done it in the past where I've gotten, we have bought Turkey Bowl shirts. Yeah. But they've all been the same color. This year I got orange versus yellow. Mm. So... It was a lot of fun. Like and I we, saw y'all's trophy. You had a like a Lombardi trophy. Yes. Yes. We, cool. we, we got a brand new trophy this year. So that, that was another reason we were not ending our game in a time like we're pl- overtime, sudden death. I don't know what. Somebody is earning this thing. So I'm excited. Now we get to get it engraved. And they sent us a little plaque to put on there. Cool. So I thought it, it was fun. Lined off the field. Had all the lines on it. So It was official. It was official. You need was to record good. it next and, year. They they all really like because I, I have some students you know boys and girls that they don't care a whole lot about athletics right but they enjoyed playing in this game hmm. 
they enjoy playing in this game. That's what matters. Because of the hype up around it, and then all of a sudden the girls were in the game. It wasn't like a big blowout. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was just fun. And, and then we concluded it by having a Bojangles meal together. So, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you include Bojangles. It can't be that bad of a... Next year, include a gravy bath. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking this. We'll see if gravy gets taken in our draft later. We'll see. We'll see. So with that, obviously that was not what today's episode was, was about. Um, just kind of catching you up with everything, what's going on. But we do want to talk, take just a few minutes, being Thanksgiving week, uh, talk about this topic or the idea of thankfulness. Mm. So I know you, you've got some notes, but just kind of get us going here. Uh, I was interested, you know, because sometimes, at, at least the translation of the Bible I use, I, I, I use the ESV, the English Standard Bible, or English Standard Version, and then I use the New American Standard yeah. Version. So I was curious how many times we see the word thanks, thankful, thankfulness, to that degree in mm-hmm. there. It's, it's interesting. So in the ESV, the word thanks, thankfulness, and thanksgiving appear 132 times within 126 verses. Wow. Most of them in the Psalms? A lot of them are. Yeah. A lot of them are. Uh, but you have some still through the Old Testament. Chronicles, there are some through there. I just, I just thought that was really interesting that... It's mentioned 132 times, and maybe that's not a lot when you compare that to how many verses there, there are in the Bible. Yeah. I get that. But as Christians, I think that's something that we take for granted sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think thankfulness and, and well, thankfulness and gratefulness obviously go together. But as a Christian, like I said this Sunday in our church, whenever we complain or are negative, to me it's almost throwing up a finger to God, like, hmm. like, we, whatever you're giving us, God, right now is not good enough. Even mm-hmm. if it's a simple complaint or simple uh, negative moment, like it's almost like whatever you just dealt me, God, it's not good. So I don't believe that you are good. And and it's almost like, I don't know about you, but right now, like thankfulness is something that you have to focus on because if you don't focus on being thankful, right? I mean, you're going to be the complete opposite the entire time. It's something that I've been convicted with. It's like, okay, I, I, I preached this past Sunday, um, getting ready. I, I actually preached on thankfulness. I preached on Psalm 118 and uh, went through that entire psalm. And then you wake up the next morning, you're like, man, like, come on. <laughs> whatever whatever happens, you're like. So I've been convicted on staying in that mindset of thankfulness. Yes, I actually have, I think I, well, it's in one of the passages I was going to share is in my Bible that thankfulness should be something that has Christians that should be at the forefront of everything we do, everything Absolutely. we say. Absolutely. You know, like, thankfulness goes beyond this season or, or a month of Thanksgiving. Mm. You know, like, Thanksgiving is an American holiday. Yeah. We get that. But the idea of Thanksgiving has been around for eternity. 
And we, we, we forget that sometimes. One of the verses that really stood out to me, and it goes exactly along with what you're talking about. I don't know if you preached on this Sunday or not. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I had it open here. Sorry. Give thanks in all circumstances, Mm. for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So, yeah, I mean, give thanks in all circumstances. It goes along with exactly what you're just saying. How many times do I do that? Yeah. Like, in all circumstances? <laughs> I don't do that. I mean, listen, I was, already, I was already on a rant talking about football politics and liberty. Like, that that doesn't sound like you're being very thankful for. Right. You know, Grant, I get it. That's But still, being thankful for that. So, did you have any other verses? Well, I, that's, well just going from that, uh, I mentioned this Sunday, and you tell me if you agree or disagree. And maybe I shouldn't have said this. But as Christians, I believe like we should be thankful, like you said, in all circumstances. So that means being thankful during coronavirus. Sure. Being definitely. thankful for COVID, not for the virus itself. Right. But if you think of thankfulness, I think the biggest thing about thankfulness is it should draw you closer to God. Right. So with that being said, the coronavirus should draw us closer to God. Like in this time of of isolation in this time of not being able to do things that we normally do. Like if we leave this not closer to God, there's an issue. And Mm. the issue isn't God, it's us. Right. Like God didn't change through all of this. Our mindsets have changed. Our hearts may have become hardened. But the whole idea of thankfulness is it should draw us closer to God through humility, through um just our hearts being poured out of maybe things that are don't come naturally to us. But as believers, if we give thanks in all circumstances, it should just flow as naturally as breathing. Um, does it always do that? No. No. We're humans. We're fallen. Um, but that, that's, just, that's just where we are. And on one level, how weird does it sound to say, to be thankful during a, a COVID-19 right. season. Yeah. How as thankful soon does it, or how weird does it sound to say to be thankful during a time of bankruptcy, a time of I've been laid off my job or a right. time, whatever that circumstance yeah. looks like. It's as soon as I said that yesterday and it wasn't even in my notes or anything. It's like, we should be thankful for COVID-19. As soon as I said that, I mean, it was like, wait a second, should I have said that? But you're, <laughs> it's but, already out there now. <laughs> I know. It's already out there, but it's, yeah. I mean, why should I be thankful for losing my job? Why should I be thankful for those that have maybe been devastated by all these storms we've had in the South? Like, why? Because God yeah. is still good. And and I, this is in, this is one that I wanted to share from Psalm 118. In verse 1, um, the psalmist says, Let me pull it up here. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And it goes through. It's almost like a responsive reading, like the the priest or the king, whoever's sharing this, says that over and over again. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his love endures forever. And then it even goes on to say, let those who fear the Lord 
his love endures forever. So in our context, it would be let the capital C church say the love endures forever. Let the local church, like my church, Dudley Shoals or West Hickory say his love endures forever. And then let those who fear the Lord, let those who maybe not understand all about God or even can relate to God, it should put us into this state of saying and understanding we all need to give thanks. It emphasizes that all people should give thanks to the Lord. And then look, I'm just following along with you, sorry. Yeah. But then look at verses five and six. Yeah. Of how that ties directly in your steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks. Even and when, yeah. Out of my distress. Yeah. Or out, out of my troubles, out of my sorrows. I, I called on the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Mm. I tell you, if there's ever been a much-needed passage of Scripture in the last two, three weeks, the last six months, if you're in Christ, man, man can't do anything to you. Nothing. They, they can torture you. They can torment you. They can make your life miserable. But at, at, at the end of the day, your, your faith and your hope is in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that we're going to suffer for that. Mm. And verse 8 in this passage says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust humans. Mm -hmm. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Like, yes, we, we submit to leadership, give to Caesar unto what is Caesar's. But, like, man will fail you. If there's been any indication over the last few months, man will let us down. We will be let down. We will be hurt by our fellow man. We will be let down in leadership. But take refuge in the Lord. Like run to him. Find your safety in him. Seek sanctuary in him. Man, you're trying, you're trying to step on some toes this morning. Oh, man. You're trying to like... Well, man, I'm telling you, like any of these sermons that I, that I preach, it's like... At the end of it, it's like, well, man, you were really pushing hard on that one. You know who I'm talking to? Myself. Right. Like, thankfulness has not come naturally these last eight months. It hasn't. Right. But you know what, man? I, I just went to the doctor, just went for a physical, just went for a checkup. I have more reasons to be thankful now than I did eight months ago. Even though I've done less, I've seen less people. I've maybe received less from interaction or just being around people. I have so much more to be thankful for than I ever have before. And it's all because of the Lord. It's all because of the trust that I have in him and his safety that he's given us. So, yeah. Okay. So saying all that, I just want you to read like, there, there, there's my notes going back to First Thessalonians. Yeah. So you tell me if you agree with that first part of my notes then. What does my thankfulness or lack of it say about my relationship with Jesus? Mm. Mm. I've, I've always, and again, this is one of these things, we, we've all been there. It's easy to read something. Right. But to say, I'm going to live that out. Yeah. That, that's another thing sometimes. Mm. And so I know as a Christian, as a believer, 
I need to live a life of thanksgiving, thankfulness to God. What does that look like? How do I carry that out in my life? I fall short of that a lot of times. Me too. But everything you're saying, looking at some, at the Psalms, how does my lack of thankfulness reflect my relationship with Christ? We're a work it, in progress. We are. And I'm, I'm thankful for that sanctification. Yeah. Every day I'm being renewed in the image of Christ. I'm thankful for that. But so many times I fall short of that. And mm. um, I don't know. This might sound kind of petty. You can, you can correct me if I'm wrong with what you think. Why is it, at least for the, the church, so to speak, sometimes, why is it we only get into a season, quote-unquote, of Thanksgiving in November? Hmm. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, mean you, you always hear like a lot of messages say, you know, hey, we're doing a, a sermon series on Thanksgiving, three three-week ser- series. Mm-hmm. In November. In November, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, of all things, shouldn't we be thankful throughout the No, I'm not saying that has churches or Christians aren't thankful for throughout the whole year. I'm not. And and I I think sometimes when you do those series like in November, it's maybe to help bring that a refresher to your mind. Just like Easter and Christmas. And yeah, I mean, but we only talk about it in that season. hmm. I mean, how many times do you talk about the resurrection in July? Right, right. When, when do we talk about the birth of Christ in May? Mm. Which we could talk about the birth of Christ in July because depending on, you know, where you want to believe Jesus was actually born. Some say he was actually born in July, you know. That yeah. It was six months until the wise men got, but that's a whole other issue there. But Well, it's almost like we, we get on to certain denominations or certain belief systems that are ritualistic, mm. but the whole nature mm. of only talking about Advent and the, th- the themes of Advent during Christmas, only talking about the resurrection during Easter, only talking about thankfulness during this time, that in itself is ritualistic. Like we go back into maybe what is easier to discuss because it's it's contextual or or whatever but that very nature of only discussing it or being reminded or refreshing that is a ritual and and it's good to be reminded maybe our new ritual needs to be just like in the lord's prayer like being reminded of thanksgiving being reminded in where our help truly comes from so okay why then, I've always wondered this, why do you not see more churches in February do, do a study on First John? Yeah. What, what is love? Well, th- this is what love is in, in that sense. Or I could go say jokingly, how come you don't see churches do a study in February on the Song of Solomon? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, you know. I'm just, that'd be interesting. That, oh, that'd be really interesting. <laughs> I, I would sit in on that one. I'd be taking notes, too. <laughs> no, it's it's one of those passages. It's like, man, yeah, you just want to really dive into it. Actually, 
If you're listening to this, if you are a pastor or a youth pastor, if you've ever done a series with your church or with your youth in Song of Solomon, leave us a comment. I would love to know what that looked like. Like, I would love to know what that <laughs> looked like. I'm surprised in all the years that you've done ministry, you haven't. Have you Have you not? Yes, I have, I have done yeah. a series in Song of Solomon before. Yeah, I thought so. I thought. But, I mean, it, it was. In pre- premarital counseling, we went through it. Like, the pastor that did our premarital counseling, like, well, it was briefly. But, yeah, we, we, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, I'm just saying that. that but, I, I would be interested in that. So okay, that, so you, you've really got my mind, like, no. <laughs> reeling. <laughs> and, and this is kind of convicting to a sense is because if we, we only touch on certain themes at certain points in the year, like we, we do that with our podcasts. Like, sure. we, I mean, we've done that with our podcasts. We do that in our churches and we could do a whole episode on the whole nature of being topical to what the world is showing us or what is relevant. And that would be an interesting podcast, like churches that have been going through pre-election stuff, like what should we believe? What should we vote? How we should vote? Like at the end of the day, it should go just back to Jesus. Yeah, we can't, we can sit there every Sunday, but is it necessary to fight for relevance in being topical? as an American church, which I would say that is a total American thing to do. I don't know. To me, that's kind of convicting and I'm kind of just putting it out there, but we do do that. Like, I, I don't know. This, we didn't plan on discussing that, but, no, but super convicting to me. But we do that. You and I both have done that. Oh, yeah. I, I know there's other youth pastors who do this, that we do topical youth lessons what's relevant to our students today 100 percent. i do that every sunday almost sometimes we forget that the whole bible is relevant to their life exactly so you know or it's like how many times have we ever tried to do a study it might take you for the full year but you do you go from genesis to revelation i mean that would be a really interesting say what that would look like too that'd be cool but I mean, and we'd probably have a lot of youth pastors fight us on this, but you and I are in certain groups and like the big theme is always what is fighting for the youth's attention right now. And part of me understands that, but part of me is like, like, just give them the word. Right. And that, that's teaching to myself. Like there's this big game out right now in teenagers life called Among Us. And I can't tell you how many series I've seen of among us and i'm like come on like at a certain point you're just giving just cheap names to certain things <laughs> well and you see yeah you see that though whether it's in youth ministry whether it's you, you see some preachers that do this mm-hmm. that oh the big movie blockbuster yeah, movie that comes yeah. out and they like change they take that and they run with it you know like I, i've seen the um you know, like the Stranger Things. Yep. I've never watched Manger it. Things. I've seen a Christmas Seriously? series called Manger Things. <laughs> that's not funny, but that's awesome at the same time. I, <laughs> I don't mean to offend you if you're listening. I'm sorry, but that, that's that's that's, cool, that's just yeah. how my brain works. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, so we, we do those things. That's, and not to chase a, another rabbit, 
I don't say there's anything wrong with it. As long as we're not just throwing these topical themes out there just to try to relate them to what's going on in our students' life. Yeah, I'm guilty of that, though. Because one of the things that I have learned, that I've come to appreciate about ministry, we, we could go through the minor prophets. And if I truly believe that the Word of God will not return void, that's going to be relevant to our life in some shape, way, or form. Mm. Sometimes when I'm doing a topical lessons, I tend to think that it's harder to teach or preach through a book of the Bible. One, because I know it's harder and it's going to require my brain to think a lot more. Yeah. But then maybe I feel like, God, they're really not going to get anything out of that. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's my own fault. Yeah. That, that's 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 my own failures of communicating that to them. So I don't think it's that. It's just well, I think like so much stuff fights for our teenagers' attention. Right. Like we, we, we get in that trap that oh if I'm not being relevant with them, if I'm not connecting with them. Yeah. Or it's almost like we feel like the Bible's not interesting. Right. <laughs> right. That's yes. And that's not this is not what we planned on talking about today. I mean it's not, but I think it's I think it comes back at least for me, we're talking about this. It's coming back to me that says, give thanks in all circumstances. It's, it's helping me to appreciate how little I do give thanks, even when it comes to my preaching and teaching. Yeah, not just November. Yeah. Is, is being in a constant state of thankfulness. Um, my uncle hated his job, couldn't stand the job that he had. But in order to be reminded why he was doing it, he super glued a picture on his steering wheel of his family to be reminded, I am thankful for this job. This job is what provides for my family. So I feel like as Christians, um, more than just on the the fourth Sunday and no fourth Thursday of November, third Thursday of November, being relevant in the sense of don't just talk about what you're thankful for then. Like maybe go around the dinner table every night. Like what were you thankful for today? Um, this might not be a manly thing, but journaling, like keeping a mm -hmm. thanks journal. I think that would be awesome. It would, it would be humbling to, be, to have to really rattle off. Was I thankful today or was I just full of complaints, full of negativity? Mm -hmm. Like, at certain point, there's something in our day that we should be thankful for. So, it's good. It's good. Especially during this Thanksgiving season. Yes, we, we've talked about that. But I think even more this year mm. than ever before, with everything that we have been through, has humans, has, has, has a country, has a world... I think there's a lot more to be thankful for this season. As weird as that sounds. Especially if you're not going to be able to get together with family. Mm. At the end of the day, that should show us that 
my, my thankfulness goes to what Christ has done mm-hmm. and not I'm just thankful to get together with the family and, and enjoy a meal because I'll see them once a year. Yeah. You know, like, so with that being said, I had some questions this morning. I, I sent out some questions. I don't know if you saw it on the, on the Instagram and Facebook on the caffeinated living. Follow us. Follow us on Follow the IG us. or All you have to do Facebook. is look up caffeinated living. But I, but I asked three questions because I knew we were going to be talking about thankfulness. So I kind of wanted to get some, see if people would give us some responses. It was, what are you most thankful for this season? Uh, what do you like best about Thanksgiving? And what is your favorite Thanksgiving Day food? Okay, you're going to have to, let's, let's walk these through one by one. I want you to oh. answer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but what are you most thankful for this season? So just a few of the responses. Uh, I think we've, we've got several responses. I had some people text me, not going to read all of them. Uh, one says, from moments to really understand what it means to be thankful. Oh, wow. That's deep. That's good. Um, I am thankful for friends and family and thankful for forgiveness. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> in in the spiritual sense and also being Forgiven or forgiving your brothers and sisters, yeah. So what 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 are you most thankful for this season? Um, I kind of it's kind of like the first one, time. The more I, the more that I think about it, I'm so thankful for time, and and being able to balance time with family right now has been amazing. Like my son turned one in August, and I said it then, and I'll say it again, like. Right now, it feels like time is going slower for him. Like I've seen him grow every step of the way this time. Whereas my daughter, it was like a blink and she's two. But with, yeah. with my son, it's like, yeah, I've got to see his first steps. I've got to see all these different big moments, quote unquote, of his life. And it's, it's been awesome. I'm thankful for my wife and the sacrifices she constantly makes um, you guys mentioned this in your, in your, um, your spouse episode, but like the sacrifices she makes on a daily basis for the sake of my job, my ministry is, is humbling. Uh, she works full time. She is facing COVID head on with her job and all the things that come with that. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my time. I'm thankful for my kids. I know that sounds like a, a, a super, not superstitious, uh, what's the word? Super spiritual. Yeah, super spiritual thing. But like I am. I am. What about you? I had something. But honestly, I think just us talking today, the, the response, thankful for forgiveness, hmm. I'm actually thankful for those things that God has allowed me to go through. Mm. I mean, give thanks in all circumstances. I, I don't always do that. Right. Good or the bad. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm prone to give thanks when things are good. But when those moments when things are bad in my life, it, it was, it's extremely hard. Yeah. If I look back over my daughter's, Life when she was born. If you're new to this podcast, you're, you're, you're just joining us. Or if you don't know this, 
Our daughter was born with her sprungs, which meant that her colon hadn't fully developed. She had to have pull, pull through surgery. So the first month, two months was extremely rough. Right. There's been many a times I look back on that and I realized that I wasn't, ex I don't want to say extremely thankful. I mean, but there were moments I wasn't thankful because I was so focused on the moment. Yeah. Of why does she have to go through with this? What did she do to deserve this? What what did we do? But that was that that was a, a the wrong view to approach that, and, and I understand that now. But just I'm thankful for those moments that God has allowed me to go through, persevere through, and that I see where His loving, His steadfast love, was there. Every step of the way. Every step of the way. It's good. So, I didn't really have that thought until yeah. until we were talking about this. So, okay, the second question: What do you like best about Thanksgiving? Um, so, do you want you want me to read some of these? Yeah, real read quick? some of those while I think. Okay, <laughs> the food and the shopping. Don't know how much I don't know how much shopping is going to happen this year, but there's a lot of good online sales right the, now. The food and the shopping, <laughs> fixing the turkeys. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who said that one. You could probably take a wild stab. I have no idea. And then I like being able to cook all the food with people I love. Mm. Yeah. So that's funny. All, all three responses kind of turn around, come to back food. to food. Yeah. Which I, I get that. That would, that would be me. You know, what do you like best about Thanksgiving? I mean, the food, that one's hard to pass up. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. I ain't going to lie, but I don't know. Let me... What you? I I don't know, man. It's just the whole like slow pace of the day is amazing. Like, yeah, the the food, but it's like you know what to expect every step. Like you know what you're gonna eat, you know what you're gonna watch football, you know what you're gonna plan to do later, and that's shopping. Like I don't know, it's just the expectedness of it all. I I've always loved it. Um, this is going to sound really bad, but the family aspect of seeing family, that's not been the big thing. It's the quality time with whoever's there. Right. Like it doesn't matter who it is. It's yeah. just, I know what's going to happen. I know what we're going to talk about, what we're going to eat. I love that. It's just, yeah, the food, I can say that, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Now, the third question leads us in to our draft. Okay. So... We, we will, we'll, we'll, we'll answer this question, but you and I won't answer it. Okay. I'll, I'll read the responses and then you and I'll go into our draft from that point. Okay. What is your favorite Thanksgiving day food? So oh. you and I couldn't answer that because that, uh, that's, that, that leads yeah. into our draft. What is your favorite Thanksgiving day food? My dad's Cajun turkey, my mom's stuffing. Either pumpkin bread or green bean casserole. You lost me at green bean casserole. Okay, I told Emily this, my wife. I told her I've never had it. I don't. It's not that I don't like green beans. I just never have touched this stuff. I, I, is it I, gross? For you, is it gross? I love green beans. But, I can't do green bean casserole. Well, I didn't know it had like mushrooms and mushroom gravy or whatever. I don't yeah. know. I, so. 
I'll, I'll see if I can find somebody to fix it for you one time. No, or, if gonna... or if you're listening and you're, you're, you go to Kyle's church, smother him this Christmas with green bean casserole. Give him all the casseroles that you could think of. I'll try it, but and no then, promises I like it. And another spot said turkey with brown gravy. Okay. Yep. So what is your favorite Thanksgiving Day food? I mean, honestly... This would be an extremely, and, and if you've listened to this podcast before, you know this would be an extremely hard question for me because I just love food. Yeah. That, that's like, I don't know. I mean, that's like asking a parent who has more than like five kids, who's your favorite kid? Yeah. You know, like. So let me ask you this. When you, when you do a plate for Thanksgiving, okay, <laughs> are you the type that just piles it all on or do you... Like I can't stand my food to touch. Oh, as no, weird, that doesn't bother me. As weird as that says or sounds, like I, I love tons of food, but like I don't want my gravy to touch my whatever. No, that doesn't bother me. Okay, bit. yeah, yeah. It's all going to the same place. Like if you got a food, uh, just a mix plate. it all together, and it tastes so much better going down. Now there's some combinations I'd get that. Maybe, you know, like you don't want your gravy touching your cranberry sauce. If you like cranberry sauce, that, that might taste kind of weird. <laughs> but like. Cranberry sauce has to come from a can. I don't like cranberry sauce. I like it when it has the, the ribs on it that you can see that it was in <laughs> the can form and just slice it. Where, where it's still jiggling. Exactly. Out of the can. Yeah. If you're going to do cranberry <laughs> sauce, I don't want homemade stuff. I want the, the canned version. With that being said, I can guarantee you that is not one thing on my it's list. It's not on mine either. That's why I said it. For our drafting of our favorite Thanksgiving So meal, let me ask you this. Dinner. How are we doing it? Are we doing it where you got to choose like a meat, sides, and something else? Or are we just doing anything's fair game? I say anything's fair game. Good. That's what I'm thinking. That's what, that's what I was thinking. I mean, that'd be kind of hard to do a meat because then we're stuck between, okay, uh, turkey or ham. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's other people that don't do turkey or ham at Thanksgiving. A turducken. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's your challenge. Next Thanksgiving, you're making a turducken, which is a, what is it? A duck stuffed in a chicken stuffed in a turkey. I would eat it. Let's do it. Next year, I would eat it. Let's, we're going to have Friendsgiving and we're going to have a turducken. All right. So, so I've got first pick. You get first pick. Our. Favorite Thanksgiving meal slash dinner. How many how many picks are we doing? Four or five? Probably four. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we do five, that's, that's going to that's going stretch it out. Okay. All right. So my so, number one pick. All right. I'm going and, there, to and, and, and no no particular order. Yeah, no. Mine, mine's not going in no particular order. No, mine's just going, I don't want you to have it. Okay. But this is actually my favorite thing about Thanksgiving. I'm going dessert first. Okay. I'm going pumpkin pie. That's what I was, that's the first thing I'm Pumpkin up. pie doesn't matter if it's store-bought, doesn't matter if it's homemade. It's all good. The crust is the best part. Um, fake pumpkin is all right. I love <laughs> pumpkin pie. Um, I mean, is there any other desserts left now? You could go apple pie, but nah. No. I'm talking about at least from my, nah, maybe from my perspective. Yeah, I mean... Now, okay. Christmas desserts. Now, okay, now I could I could go with one dessert. What's that? I could go, but I, I want to save it. Okay. All right. So if you're, you get pumpkin pie. Was it on your list? What pumpkin pie? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the first thing I was going to pick. Oh sweet. <laughs> then my strategy paid off. That was the first thing I was going to pick. 
Um, my next one, if we say a particular food, any part of that food, the rest of it's off, right? Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I was just going to say the, the turkey leg. We'll just say turkey. Turkey. Turkey leg. I got I to gotta have the turkey leg. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but you got turkey. I mean, I can't take turkey. So, okay. Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> name the movie. Name the movie. Oh, I don't have to name the movie. If you're listening, name the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right, so turkey leg is your first pick. Are we doing uh, snake style or are we doing just back and forth? Just back and forth. Okay. My next pick is a specific type of thing. All right. Cornbread stuffing. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, stuffing's great, but add a little bit of cornbread to it. It's even better. So cornbread stuffing. Okay. I don't hey. care if it comes from a box. Like, <laughs> I am not picky. I'll say that. I'll plant my flag in it. I am not picky with Thanksgiving food. It is just the type. Again, if I will eat cranberry sauce from a can, obviously it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's a matter. lot of people that eat cranberry sauce from a can, so it's okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so pumpkin pie. Stuffing. Stuffing. So I'm going to go with the turkey, turkey leg, and then sweet potato casserole. Okay. All right. Not on my list. Uh, yeah, it's probably not on a lot of people's lists. With so, marshmallows? Like, you like the marshmallows on top of it? My mom makes it one way, but my mother-in-law, she makes it like with, with the sweet potatoes and the yams, and then she puts the marshmallows on top of it. Mm. My mom makes it where it doesn't have the marshmallows on it. It's like a, it's not like the Ritz cracker type crust, but it's like a brown sugar, hard crust. Huh, I've never had that. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I just thought of another dessert, pecan pie. Oh yeah, you that's have, yeah. That I wouldn't eat it either, but I can't eat. It. I'm allergic, but that's a Thanksgiving dessert for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that wouldn't have been so, on the list. Turkey and sweet potato casserole. Um, man. Now, now it's getting tricky because now it's like okay, basically we're down to like the sides or like we're down to. Yeah, oh, man, this this is hard. I guess if I just go on my favorites, I'm just gonna go classic, just mac and cheese. Okay. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Mac and cheese. Then, I, then I'll match that with green beans. Green beans? Okay. Not green bean casserole, obviously. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Now, the little things that go on a green bean casserole, those... The little onion sticks. Oh, yeah. No, those fried are onions. Good. I could get a side of those. <laughs> so, this last pick, my last pick here, you took turkey. I could take ham, but I, I don't know. It... At this point, I'm just going for the vote on this last one. Okay, so I've got recap real quick. Okay, you got pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pie, stuffing, stuffing, and mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Very carb heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I need some Very protein. Starching carb heavy. <laughs> maybe I need some protein. Okay, you're not gonna like this pick, maybe. But I'm going deviled eggs. Oh. Yeah. Dude, I didn't even think about that. That's, that's a good one. Deviled eggs I love is deviled that eggs. every Thanksgiving thing I go to. I always have to get a few of them. Not just one, but a few. Um, so there's some protein. Okay. Right. <laughs> protein, protein with a bunch eggs. of mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I should have went ham. I should have went ham there. You should have went ham. I know what you're going to take. I I'm going to take. Gravy. I was going to be specific, but I was going to have gravy. What's your last pick? I was going to say mashed potatoes. 
Oh, but, but you have to have gravy with your mashed oh, potatoes. Oh man, so that's kind of like a double pick there. That's, that's but, smart. But I'm also the type of person that I take gravy and put it on the turkey, on my stuffing, on my mashed potatoes, on the give Is me it, a, give me a straw and I'll drink the gravy. Yeah. Like, so, all right. So would you have an honorable mention? Uh, hmm. I guess ham. I mean, I don't know. My honorable mention would honestly is one of my favorite foods, but I kind of mixed it is cornbread. Like I love cornbread. My, my, honorable, my honorable mention would be my dessert since you took my pumpkin pie. Yeah. What is it? But you left off the cool whip. Oh yeah. I could care less about cool whip. Oh no, you gotta, you gotta have the cool whip. No, That's no, like no, a no, necessity. No. I'm not a whipped cream person. Mm. No. Mm. Not whipped cream, cool whip. I know, There's same a difference. No, same no, thing. no, 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 no. Cool whip same, comes out of the tub, whipped cream. It's the same stuff, just one has aerosol in it. <laughs> <laughs> one of them gives you cancer, the other one's just out of a tub you save to put your leftovers in. So, all right, there you go, folks. So, Kyle's picks. He had pumpkin pie, stuffing. Uh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. And then we have... Turkey, sweet potatoes, green beans, mashed potatoes. Solid. Solid. Very, very solid. I mean. I don't know who. I'd eat either one of those. But, again, we're talking to the wrong person on yeah. that. So. We haven't done a poll in a while, but I promise we'll have a poll for this one. Let us know what you would have picked. Um, I think, clearly, the top two seeds, for sure, would be turkey and pumpkin pie. But yeah, I mean, those are. Maybe somebody could argue differently. What are, you, what are you drinking with your Thanksgiving meal? Oh, sweet tea. It, absolutely. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. And then coffee to end it off with. Coffee with pumpkin pie. Oh, man. That is one of the best combos. If you if you don't drink coffee, then we apologize. Not everybody's perfect. Yeah. So, but we're still thankful for you. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're still thankful for you. We are thankful for you. So, so with that being said, appreciate you guys listening today. I don't know. You got anything else you want to say? No, just have a happy Thanksgiving and stay safe. Yeah. And be on the lookout. We got some interesting drafts coming for Chris, the, the Christmas season, I guess you could say. For yeah. December. If, you, if you got some ideas. So do you want to share our ideas? Or you want to just keep it as a secret? No, I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know when we'll do it. All right. So here's the two we're thinking about. Christmas song draft, which could be really good. And then a Christmas movie draft. We might have to bring on a special guest for at least one of those because there's so many of each of those that we could do. But if you've got a Christmas draft idea, let us know. I got one for you. You got one? Let me hear it. The most annoying Christmas song draft. The worst. Yeah, maybe that's what we do. The worst Christmas song <laughs> yeah, draft. We'd sound like a bunch of Scrooges up here picking the worst Christmas songs. Yeah. Because <laughs> about the time we pick somebody's favorite Christmas song, <laughs> we, we would look like the, uh, the the two guys from the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. We could do a Nativity Battle Royale. Oh, no. no. <laughs> joking. Joking. No. If you think I'm serious there. Sorry, you're listening to the wrong podcast. That was some sarcasm there. But yes, have a happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks for tuning in with us. And until next time, keep it captive, friends.